Welcome to this episode of the Outfront Podcast with host Vince Noble, the podcast that gives emerging leaders and career transitioning individuals the information and inspiration to thrive and become their best. For sponsorship and advertisement opportunities, please contact info at nobleresolutions.com. And now, your host, Vince Noble. I want to acknowledge each and every one of you stepping into your authentic power today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Outfront Podcast. I am your host, Vince Noble. Hey, I am super excited on today. We have the amazing Miss Tracy Walker with us today. She's a successful author, thought leader, network marketing professional, and self-made millionaire that's dedicated to helping other business owners achieve greater levels of success. And so we are fortunate enough to have to spend some time with her on today. As always, before we get started with these extraordinary conversations, I want to say as much as I love how intellectually stimulating they are, they are meant to do far more than pique our intellect. They are meant to drive us into meaningful action. So as you listen, our guests are not solely on this show to promote themselves their services or products, however, in large part, to provide significant insights and to encourage you and to engage you, thereby helping you shift from one level to the next. So I encourage you to listen and to think about how you yourself may make a difference. No matter who you are, it is my greatest hope that you find tremendous value in today's episode. We certainly have a lot to unpack in this episode, so let's go. Shouts out to Vince Noble. What up? That's the big homie. Help me stack when my pockets was flat. Now I got a grip on me. Information, motivation, inspiration. inspiration. Make sure that you avoid elimination. elimination. Renovation of your finances. I done had more than five chances. Vince got more than five answers. A celebration. Let's hire dancers. All this good game, you bet not bypass. Out front, out front. Yep, that's the podcast. Tracy, welcome to the show on today. Thank you so much, Vincent. I am so thrilled and so excited to be here. Hey, Tracy, I, I got to tell you, you know, up front that uh, you are one of my most beloved people in the whole wide world. And I'm just being totally honest when I say that. Oh, man, I feel so special today. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> hey, that, that's for real. Not only, not only, uh, you know, are you one of my... Uh, uh, beloved Chicagoans, you know, really, honestly, just just as a person in general, um, that's the value, consistent value that you deliver um, to people um, each and every day. I, I honestly uh, feel as though you're one of my most uh, beloved people. I, I really do mean that. I take that to heart. And, um, you know, in today's day and age, and as we get older, I've learned that everybody is not your friend, right? And I don't need a whole bunch anyway, but when you do find people where there's kindred spirit, you definitely want to embrace that. So I'm truly honored. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So listen, Tracy, you know, for those who may not know you, you know, all about what you do. Tell us a little bit about yourself, those early, you know, childhood influences uh, and the work that you so passionately do today. Sure. 
Well, you you hinted to it a moment ago. I am originally from Chicago, from the south side of Chicago. I went to High Park Career Academy, High Park High School over in the Woodlawn area. And um, for those who don't know, that is a, uh, it's pretty much an all black neighborhood. And um, my high school actually had metal detectors and we had to go through these metal detectors because during those days, it wasn't so much about, um, I guess it was kind of about like shooting, but it was, they jumped people a lot, Vincent, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, other kids from different schools would try to come into the school and um, jump other kids and things of that sort, have knives or whatever. So they would literally have these metal detectors. And so that was just kind of an environment that um, most people don't really think about having as a high school uh, student. And, and I had that, but wildly enough, I um it, I guess it was normal. I guess it was normal. It didn't, I don't think it meant anything to me, but um matriculated through high school and actually um went on to uh, Florida AM University and uh acquired my master's degree in business administration. And um I thought I was going to just really be some sort of um uh, chief marketing officer for a Fortune 500 company. And um that didn't happen, <laughs> which was good, actually, because um, as soon as I finished my job, um, uh, well, as soon as I got my job right out of college, uh, I worked for about a year and September the 11th happened. So I was laid off. And uh, fortunately, even during that time of, of my first like real job, I would say I was my father had me in real estate investment classes. I would go to these seminars events um, I would work, I would work 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And then I would go to these conferences from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I would turn right back around and go to work from 7 p.m. again, back 12 hours, 7 a.m. And so some days it was very, very exhausting. But once I was laid off, I actually had a skill. I had something in addition to, you know, the piece of paper that they say is so important um, it really didn't mean anything when they had to lay me off, right? They didn't say, oh, you've got this master's degree, you can stay. They said, hey, you've got a master's degree and you got to go because mm-hmm. you cost too much, young lady. <laughs> so, right. um, so I started my real estate investment company and uh, did really, really well with that between 2002 and uh, 2006, made a couple of million dollars there. And um, the crash happened and I... Um, I found myself in foreclosure, the house that I had built from the ground up in pre-foreclosure. Two of my three cars were actually in repossession. I had to file bankruptcy two times. And um, to to paint the picture, like the real visual of it all, uh, I was literally down at the the food stamp office. And all I had, Vincent, all I had was... Mm left because I had pawn stuff, right? So stuff, all I had was like my Chanel glasses on. I had this Gucci bag and I had a Mercedes Benz and I was down at the state of Illinois begging these people for money, for food. And I know people looked at me. I could feel the looks like she is got to be, she's kidding, right? Mm-hmm. She's kidding. She's trying to scam the system. But what that helped me to really understand is you never really know what's going on behind closed doors. Everything may look glittery and everything that looks like gold isn't always gold. And for me, it was one of those major turning points uh, in my life. So Mm. from there, 
Um, I had a good friend that introduced me to the network marketing industry in January of 2007. I was open. I I didn't have anything else. I mean, I I knew for a fact that I was not going to go back to corporate America. That was not an option. I had been an entrepreneur at this point long enough to have shifted. I'd become psychologically unemployable, Vincent. Like, there was no way. And um, I was open, and, and I saw the opportunity. I put $500 on a credit card that was pretty much already maxed out, um, and I just went for it. And ever since then, 2007 to now, I've been a professional in the industry. I absolutely love it. Uh, I've been very fortunate here in this industry as well. I've made several million dollars from that standpoint. And I absolutely enjoy what I love the most about it and why I'm still here after all these years is the ability to help people see things and dream about things that, you know, that it might be a glimmer of hope for them, but mm-hmm. Being able to reveal how possible that little glimmer, that little desire that they have, how possible it is for them to really and truly live that life. And that's what this industry has allowed me to do is tap into people's hearts, their minds, their souls, their belief system, and really help them to be the best self that they can be. Right, right. You know, uh, Tracy, one of the things that, you know, we hear a lot about in this uh, pandemic is about how individuals uh, are forced to pivot, if you will. And so back then, what do you what do you um, attribute the one single thing or factor, if you will, that that allowed you to keep going when you were kind of forced to pivot through that critical time? Oh man, I would literally say just the desire, and you know. When you're at the bottom, like mm-hmm. I said, I filed bankruptcy twice. Right, my house was in pre foreclosure already. Right, I was already hiding my two cars <laughs> in my mm-hmm. garage. Um, there's no, and in my, I mean, there probably could have been worse things, but coming from where I come from, in my mindset, it's like I. I did all the right things. I did the school thing. I got the A's and B's. I graduated magna cum laude, right? I I was in a state of disbelief. I was even there to begin with, right? So it was was like, well, shoot, it's nothing left to do now, but you got to make it happen, Captain, right? It, Mm -hmm. It wasn't a, well, maybe I'll just go back and trade my time for dollars again. That that didn't seem to be the best option for me. I would, anything that was moral, legal, and ethical, Vincent, I was willing to do it, give it a shot, try it, go for it, fail at it. Who knows? I was already getting ready to have to pack up and move out of my house. I mean, what was the worst that could happen? You know? So I think it was just the sheer desire to just accept where I was and say, hey, we've got to do something. And going backwards was not an option. Right. So, Tracy, you know, I, I get to ask everyone that comes to the show, you know, like, how are you doing, like, really, you know, doing this um, COVID environment, spiritually, mentally, physically, you know, emotionally, as uh, getting back to the financial aspect, um, even from a business perspective, um, you know, or entrepreneur perspective, as I would say, how, how are you doing? I'm doing, I think. Extremely well, um, given the circumstances. Uh, I'm here in Georgia. Um, so there's, you know, a lot of different things that are happening in Georgia that may not be happening other places, right? Um, and so um, my son has been in school since August. He's been on site. Um, so that's been great. 
they've put certain, you know, safety measures in place and, and it's been fine. I mean, the whole entire school year, these kids have been in school. The teachers have been there. They've been excited. Um, they've done, they've gone outside every day and played and had their social environment. So that's a big deal for me, especially since my son is only six years old, right? We're not talking about a college student who can sit at a computer and actually do their work, right? right We're talking right. about a six-year-old but that needs my attention or some adult's supervision to do their work. And with the type of work that I do working from home, I mean, it becomes almost impossible to help a minor child through their educational lessons and build a business from home. So I was very, very grateful that they found a way to make it happen. So my son's been in school. He's been back in jujitsu, which is fantastic. So some of his extracurriculars have been in place. He's been still playing baseball. Um, and that's the biggest part for me, Vincent, is really you know, my son's ability to navigate and still be a kid and, and not lose sight of, you know, his life. And, and for me, that, that gave me a lot more mental stability. I, I'm less stressed out. <laughs> I know some parents right. out there are like, this is for the birds. I've spoken to them, right? It's, it's an impossible feat that they're really right. asking a lot of people. So, um, so I've been good on, on that. And, um, I will say that it has given me a lot of time, um, just because it's not as busy or hasn't been as busy. Uh, I have been able to read a lot more. Uh, I have been able to um, get more settled into some of my spiritual uh, practices a little bit more and be more consistent with them. I would say a little bit more uh, deeper engaged with them. And um, now on the physical side, on the physical side, I have not been doing as much as I need to do. Um, (laughs) the, The good news, thank the Lord, the good news that I'm not a person that tends to like gain weight that much right. like that. Right. So I am very fortunate in that uh, I am more plant-based anyway. So I, I try to eat pretty, pretty healthy and, you know, take healthy supplements and, and things like that to facilitate with that. I probably could run a little bit more or something work out than I do. Um, and, and on the financial side, things have been really good, you know, as an entrepreneur. And if we study history, you know, most of the wealth, has always been developed from the times in which other people have felt that the market or that the world was down in the dumps. Absolutely. Right. And so it's those times where people are more creative. They find ways to adjust. We find ways to be more flexible, collaborate, uh, really determine what it is people want and need and, and offer things or create things that supply those needs versus just being stuck and, oh, this doesn't work. And, oh my goodness, how we're going to make it through the the true entrepreneurs actually have found ways to, um, mobilize ideas, mobilize businesses, resources, tools, apps, you know, FinTech is doing really well. A home-based business is doing really well. There's so many different industries that have actually taken off and Mm -hmm. I'm just excited. One of them is mine. So, um, so we've done we've done pretty good financially as well through this time. Absolutely. That's good. You know, uh, to your point, you know, I believe as a result of this pandemic that, you know, we are we are in a great time of revealing, you know, revealing what I'd say is that which is within us, good, bad, you know, right, wrong or indifferent, as you spoke to. And we are seeing, you know, old structures crumble and, and new structures form. And I know I happen to believe that those that survive, as you said, will be those that are not trying to save the world the way it used to be, 
you know, those that are not trying to save a job or going into the office working a traditional nine to five the way it used to be, you know, those that are, you know, not trying to protect, you know, the deep rooted uh, perceptions or identities, but to serve the realities of the new world um, that is progressively emerging through all of us. What would you say to that? You know, I would literally say that you have to grow. And you mentioned not try to hold on to the old. And right. I really think that, that that's a key component in business, but just overall as individuals, as human beings, so many times there's opportunities to expand. There's opportunities to do other things and experience um, better. And our inability to our, in our resistance to change mm. creates an inability to take advantage of new opportunities and Absolutely. something as simple as, Hey, you know, you could build this fantastic business if you move to Las Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people mm-hmm. are like, Nope, not going to do it. That moment right. of Las Vegas, right? And, and everything that you could have been wanting or everything that you say you've been praying for is right there on the other side of that plane trip, right? And you just, they, they, they won't do it. And so I think that a lot of times it's, it's like an insanity problem mm-hmm. that we have mm-hmm. because we, we want these amazing out-of-the-box experiences and results but then when it requires us to be out of the box, right, and mm-hmm. stretch, we say, no, no, I want to stay who I am. I want to stay where I am, but I want to have more than than what I have. And I just think it's uh, something that we really have to pay close attention to. It's not really fair to yourself. And uh, we have to get out, my opinion, of that stagnation and be willing to do whatever it takes, as they say, to to achieve your goals. Right. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I say that, you know, we say we want next level stuff, but we're not always willing to do next level stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge, there's a huge difference. There's a gap in that uh, because oftentimes the ego, the ego reads change as a death sentence. Mm-hmm. And then it does whatever it needs to do to sabotage whatever change that it perceives as some sort of a of death sentence. So, you know, I, I believe that you know, we really have to work on the mindset stuff first, you know, the, the identity stuff first. Um, and again, as stated, um, you know, those points of resistance, as you mentioned, um, but but from the perspective of you know, really doing all the mindset stuff first, what do, what do you think is the, the cause so many people stop growing and are held back from experiencing their best, best lives? I would say it's it's the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. You, know, you talked about, you know, the egos seeing seeing this as like a death. And the truth is that it is. It is. It, it's the death of the old you. It's not the death of the physical body, right? It's not the death mm-hmm. of the, the physical you. But, you know, our body actually rejuvenates itself at a cellular level every 90 days, right? It's like mm-hmm. new cells every 90 days. And if if you actually just keep in line with nature, right, and understand that that your body is doing this with or without your permission, right, <laughs> your your expertise, your direction, it's, it's doing this thing. It, it knows how to create new. Mm-hmm. You would... If we would, okay, if we would just 
go with the flow, as they say. All right. And this does not mean blindly all the time. It doesn't mean that you're just throwing away everything, um, you know, that you know what it is, though, is a preparation and an understanding that if I want something more, more is going to be required of me. And you have to let the old you go away. Okay, die off and embrace the journey ahead. And the fear of that, I think, literally scares the pants off of people (laughs) more Mm -hmm. regularly than not. And the they opt to sit still than to even take a chance on themselves. Mm -hmm. And, And that fear can be can be a doozy. So I think that's what it is. Right. I think to your point, going with the flow is in essence to really um, forming the right habits, if you will, I think. You know, a lot of people say, hey, Vince, you know, I hear you talk a lot about forming the right habits, even as adults during this pandemic. Um, why is it, why is that so important about habits? And I tell people, you know, that to your point, never get too comfortable or set in your ways or the way things used to be. Um, the habits you form will ultimately determine your destiny not your condition. And so we sometimes we understand that uh, the other way around is your habits will help you reach your purpose quicker than anything else. And I tell people there's um, a power and purpose in you bigger than your condition or your situation you face. Uh, But you still have to have discipline enough to form the right habits. What would you say to that? Oh, you know, they say success is not what you do, it's what you do daily. And right. um and and so absolutely there's no way around it. Um the way that the way that our minds thought or the things that we thought or the way that we felt um yesterday, right? Like last year, the year before that, all of that that you were thinking and feeling, today you're living that. Today mm-hmm. you're living that. So today, if you decide, hey, listen, I want to have more. I want to do better. I want to live a certain life. I want to have certain things. And today you got to shift those things around. You got to create new thinking habits. You got to right. create new action habits. Because if you don't change it today, guess what? Tomorrow will be a reflection of today. And mm-hmm. your, your ability to um, instill processes in your life, um, you know, as we call it, the discipline, the day-to-day, the the routine, so to speak. And routines get boring. You know, I get it. Mm-hmm. Routines get boring. But most people I know that like goes to the gym usually have a routine. You know, right. look, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this or Tuesday, Thursday. And it's the same bang on thing. And it gets boring. Um, you know, the routine I have with my son and school and, and work, it's like the same thing all the time. But it's one that is producing... Um, for us, joy, happiness, financial remuneration, it's doing all of that. And so, uh, you know, the spiritual routine, people that go to church or whatever, right? You go to church service, it's the same thing on order every church service, right? It's right. a routine. Everything around us is a same, 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 same. The problem is we get stuck in doing the same things that don't get us results, Mm-hmm. And, and not recognizing that we've just got to shift and we get, we can still do quote unquote same things, but the same things we do must produce the desired output. And, and that shift sometimes is uncomfortable and people don't, they don't want to make it. 
Absolutely. And, and it's getting back what you said earlier is that you were doing very early in your life what it what it took to obtain a level of success that you envisioned for yourself. I mean, you you worked all those hours and then turn around and, and then you would attend, uh, you know, those uh, those real estate seminars just to go back to work again right. uh, because you valued that level of success that you envisioned for yourself. Do you believe most people value the things that they say they truly want? You know, like, you know, do you value sleep more than you do success or getting in shape or going to the gym? Do, do you value, you know, fried chicken and hog mog and all those things we know that are conducive to gaining weight? Or do you value losing weight the most? You know, do you value safety, comfort, being right or not looking bad over success? Mm-hmm. So do you think most people really value the things that they actually want? Uh, no, <laughs> my opinion <laughs> is no. And it's a, that's a hard pill to swallow. Vincent, it because, is, um, you know, in, in my world in home-based business, that is, that's a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. That's a pandemic. It's everybody wants to make, you know, 5,000 a month or 10,000 a month or 20,000 a month residual. They want to do it on their own terms. They want to do it from home. They want to work on their computer, their cell phone. They want to do it wherever there's Wi-Fi in the world. They can see themselves over in Fiji in that little hut looking down at the glass the glass floor into the ocean, right? And they envision that thing. And then as soon as I say, okay, great. So what we need to do is we're going to have to, you know, make sure we set this up. we got to launch your business. We got to make sure that we have your visuals together. You got to learn this presentation. You got to be on this meeting at two o'clock, right? We've got one at eight o'clock. You've got to be here every night of the week at seven, right? You got to study. You got to be a product of the product. You got to, right? As soon as I start giving the actual action requirements, all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's like a glazed eye. <laughs> it's like right, they right. threw out, they're like, mm, well, maybe that Fiji thing wasn't so important at all, right? And mm-hmm. they renege on their dreams, they renege on their goals because it's it looks better than what they're willing to invest in for it. And mm-hmm. um, so I, I do not think that that, that most people um, truly value the vision. I think the vision is a great idea. I think it sounds good, but because most people are not displaying what their life is really like, the successful people behind the scenes, they, they're making it look all glitter and gold on Instagram, right? Or mm-hmm. social media, because people don't see the grind. They say, they, you know, the story. Right, right. You see the glory, but you don't know the story, right? It, right. People don't see it. And because of that, it's a false sense of um, what it takes to make it happen. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. answer your question a third time, no, I do not. Right, 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 <laughs> right. And, and to your point, you know, that false sense of, you know, sort of what it would take, it's, it's really underestimating the commitment of the value Mm -hmm. or underestimating the commitment of the vision that you have. Because just because you have that vision in itself does not guarantee success. Right. So I I think it boils down to really understanding or um, not underestimating the commitment of the value and fully recognize the vision that you're trying, that is trying to emerge in your life. And and I don't think we really recognize that a lot of times. And when it is uh, fully recognized, as you spoke to, 
most individuals become fearful of it. And therefore, it gets back to the fact that most of our problems are, from my perspective, are uh, are not external. It's, it's, it's internal, and it has a lot to do with the, the alignment that you find yourself in, right? Most people are sort of out of alignment. And, and what would you speak to that? No, I would definitely agree. Um, I would definitely agree with that. Alignment, alignment, such an important word. And um, ironically, this word has been, you know, vibrating in my world probably the last the last couple of weeks pretty heavy. Um, mm-hmm. But this alignment thing, you know, there is something called the spiritual realm and, and from where I, my perception of it, right? And mm-hmm. this is where like, yeah, there may be a higher power and yeah, there's all these different things, but also it's, it's where your desires hang out, right? It's right, right. wish for something and dream for something. It's like, that's where it goes. You know, like you, you think of something, it goes somewhere. Where's it go? To this place. Where's the place? I don't know, but it's this place. And that place has all of the things that you've ever, you know, uttered that you would mm. like to have, or your heart just kind of cried out for it, or you just wished it one day and it's there, it's waiting for you. But what we're not doing is saying, okay, I really do desire and, and, and willing to pursue having these things. So let me put myself in the right state. Let me make sure I'm thinking the right thoughts. Let me make sure I'm taking the right actions. Let me make sure I am following the right people for efficiency in my actions. I don't want to have to take 12 years to do something that, you know, if I just followed someone who's an expert, I could probably cut it down to six months, right? Um, Let me just do these things. And when you are able to do and think and feel in alignment with what it is that you've got hanging out there in that spiritual realm, the better you get at aligning yourself with those things, the more realistic it is that you will experience that in the in, in life and what we see in the physical. And so I think where a lot of us are out of alignment um, because we're saying one thing, we're doing something else, right? Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're fighting this one battle, but we're not fighting this other battle, right? I mean, not to get too political on things, but like just with justice, it's like, hey, we want justice for one, but not like this is okay, but that's not okay, right? Like, well, no. Right, right. <laughs> I, I think that if, if, if we think that something is wrong, it's wrong across the board. It's not just wrong mm-hmm. for this group or wrong for that group. It's kind of just the wrong thing to do, period, right? Mm-hmm. We want to stand for it and let's just stand for it, right? But Right, right. But we, we, we pick and choose at times and it's, it's really based on what makes us feel better. Right. And that's right. that goes back to what we said before, which is stepping out of that comfort zone. And you, you're not going to get cradled by your mama along this journey to success. OK, you got to let it go. You got to get out the house. You got to get out the nest and you got to just trust that as you move out there and you start flapping your wings, you're going to fly. You know, you're going to fly. Mm-hmm. Right. I think most individuals will recognize um, the fact that when they do bring their life into alignment in such a way, manifesting the things that you're trying to manifest in your life is is not some far off thing. Like really, even in the midst of a pandemic, I believe like even this year, you know, just about six months into a year and year two of a pandemic, many people will still begin to manifest the things 
that they have been seeking to manifest in their lives that they thought was died a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Once they bring their lives into an, an, an align, the proper alignment, mm-hmm. um, but, but people really don't really recognize the fact that as you spoke to really aligning yourself with people, places, and things, and actually with the consistency and the discipline and forming the right habits will bring you close to the success that you seek in your life. Absolutely. So listen, let's, let's shift a little bit, Tracy, um, and talk a little bit about what, what inspired you to form this life of entrepreneurship. You talked a little bit about that earlier, but more specifically, today as a network marketer uh, in the vitamin and supplement manufacturing industry, tell us a little bit about your business and the products. Sure. Well, you know, what inspired me to to get into, let's just say, this particular sector, this particular vertical of health and wellness um, was was really just a shift in, in what was happening in our world. My background it, from a marketing standpoint is really in digital assets. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, marketing online, creating um, digital property, uh, websites, building funnels, um, having products and digital courses and trainings and um, masterminds. That's kind of the world that I come from um, since I've been in the industry of of network marketing, home-based business. But 2020, I think, you know, we just, we've been talking about it extensively. It was just the time where you're like, oh my goodness, I've got to shift. And I realized like people were actually starting to ask questions about their health, right? Like ones that, that questions that led to actual healing, okay? Versus, hey, how do I just put a Band-Aid on this pain, all right? And, right. and for me, yeah, I, I, never, I never thought about the consumable goods industry, really. It wasn't a focus of mine. It wasn't something I was experienced in. I was experienced in helping people build businesses, but from a digital perspective, right? No pro- no tangible physical products and services. And I could work with people all over the world, downloadable items and things. And so here it was, it was a big shift for me. And, but what I recognized as an entrepreneur was that there was a demand, right? Mm-hmm. There was a demand. And when you have a demand for something and you can actually either create or align with companies that have viable solutions and supply to that, then you can you can create wealth and you can do some amazing things in, in shorter compressed periods of time. So last year I, I jumped into the supplement, um, you know, health and wellness vertical. And I was nervous, Vincent, because I'm like, oh my God, like I have to sell stuff. Like I was selling stuff anyway, but I mean like physical stuff, you know. Right, right. And um And I will, if I'm honest with you, it was one of the best decisions that I made because the reality is that people like to touch and feel the things that they're buying too. You know, Mm -hmm. there is a market out there, obviously, of people who say, oh, I don't want, just let me download it. Right. But there's a whole nother market. One's not better than the other. It's just, it's different. There's a whole nother group of people that say, well, let me touch it. Let me taste it. Let me consume it. Right. Let me do something. Let me handle it some kind of way um, before I commit to something. And it was the best thing I decided to do. Um, Working with with health and being able to kind of educate people. Let me just say uh, and preface, I'm not a physician, you know, in the medical world. I'm not a certified person and this and that. But, you know, 
I feel that a person that lives a certain lifestyle, you know, although they may not have a piece of paper from some sort of institution that said that you passed this test to our satisfaction, right? Right. I think that people who live something every single day have value to bring. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I live a certain type of way. I consume certain things. I make sure that my son, you know, is, is conscious of what he's eating and things of that sort. And so to, to shift into this world and be able to have something to share, you know, not from a cure or not from a prevent perspective, but from a, Hey, let's just encourage healing in the body, right? Let's mm-hmm. just give the body the actual nutrients and vitamins it needs such that it can begin to heal itself. I can't guarantee, but I can thank sure tell you that um, if you've been taking some medicine for 30, 40 years and your body is still responding the same way, you might want to consider the root of the problem and addressing the root. And if that can be done with natural plant-based things, you know, I believe in the Lord. So if you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me, believe in the Lord and we're from the earth, then I believe that what we have to heal our bodies also is from the earth, not a laboratory. Okay. So so from that perspective, things have been great. Um, um, Our products pretty much serve the body from the standpoint of detoxification, um, relieving of pain and inflammation in the body, um, providing natural energy, providing the, 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 the intake of D3 that we need, vitamin A, vitamin B, um, or the B complex, you know, the glucosamine, you know, chromium, things that diabetics have. Usually they have a deficiency in chromium. Like, so being able to offer the type of plant-based products that actually address the need of the body at the cellular level so that it can revamp, I enjoy seeing people change their life. I do, right? And uh, and and that's what that's what the the whole consumable aspect of things has has allowed me to do, even though it was kind of scary. I will say. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so Tracy, listen. What advice would you give to those mothers that are saying, "Hey, I am tired of the hustle from the traditional nine to five, but I can't afford to lose this additional income." Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. I will, I will say it's a decision, right? It's a decision and it's not an easy one. And I, I would not dare want to um, give, give the impression that, oh my God, just make the decision and that's it. No, it's when you have a mouth to feed and you know that what you do or what you don't do affects not just you, but that other little person or those other little people, um, you do have to consider multiple different options. But I will also say that when in your own spirit, you know that you are not happy and you know that you aren't being your best self as a mother, we all know that our children will do what we do, not what we say. Okay, and they are watching, they are observing. I mean, how many of us actually heard our parents say something versus watched our parents do something, right? Or or watched them respond a certain way, and that that made an imprint in our lives. Or we saw them performing a certain way, wasn't always what was said. And, And these little people can pick up on that vibe. 
right? They pick up on that unhappiness. They pick up on that anger, that sadness, that feeling of being unfulfilled. And I believe that we have a responsibility, not just to them, but to ourselves to put ourselves in in a better position such that we are better examples, even on a nonverbal level to those children. And so if the mom is, you are sick and tired of the nine to five, you really have to say, okay, how can I start to work a business part-time, right? I still have to work the job right now, but you Mm -hmm. shift the focus from it just being, I've got to do it forever to a means uh, as a switch shift is so that it's a means to an end, right? I'm only doing the job to keep the cash flow moving such that I can build my business part time when I get home or late at night or early in the morning, because that eventually your vision might be for that to not just supplement, but actually replace that nine to five income. And so if the mom is absolutely fed up. Now, Vince, we talked earlier about do people really value what they want? Right. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) If they are truly, truly, truly fed up, what will happen is they'll be willing to do whatever it takes legally, morally, and ethically. That's right. That would entail losing some of that sleep you talked about earlier. Right. Right. You're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be tired. You know, you're going to have to miss some days. I mean, like today, like I, I was so tired yesterday. I had a very, very long day yesterday. And today I I had to make a decision. I said, you know what, Jay, today you're going to stay home from school because I just can't. I mean, you have to do it all. But I just I could not get up and drive from the school this morning. Right. I just I couldn't. I needed to take that time for me. Um, And and so. I have to be able to make these sacrifices. Do I want my son out of school today? No, but listen, school's pretty much over. They've got five more, six more days of school. Like he's done. Right. <laughs> so right. Yeah. It's not the end of the world there either. Um, but really just committing, committing to uh, the process of doing more, being willing to sacrifice a bit, shifting your mind to say, Hey, I've got to make this thing happen. I've got to do two things at once. And um, just aligning with people that can help you to do it. I think that's, that's what the mom should focus on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Tracy, listen, what, what were one of your biggest mistakes in business and what did it teach you? One of my biggest mistakes, you know, I would say, um, listening to people who don't know what the heck they talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And they mean well, Vincent, right? They mean well. And we, we all come across these types of people, but growing up early in my real estate investment company, you know, um, that was a company that I ran with my, my now, my late ex-husband. And we had a lot of friends that we wanted to bring along with us, you know, and we wanted to help those that we cared about to live the way we were living and to have some of the things that we had, or not even just those things, but whatever they wanted, but just more than what, you know, we grew up with. And Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would find myself listening to them uh, when I'm like, y'all don't know what the hell y'all talking about. We're the ones building this business, right? We're the ones building classes, right? Why am I asking you your opinion? And I think sometimes that just comes from a need to fit in, you know, a a seeking validation from others Mm -hmm. versus going with what you know to be true, what your intuition, what your gut, what your instinct is telling you, especially since you've been kind of trained in it. You don't know everything about it, but you know a little bit more, right, than the people that you're that you're coaching. And um, so I would say that listening to people that don't really um, that don't really know 
and mm-hmm. simultaneously allowing myself to do that because uh, wanting to have more of a democratic <laughs> process, um, not authoritarian being the opposite of it, but just knowing what I know and just kind of coaching and teaching people through that versus what do y'all think? Let's all do it together. Right. And then we all mm-hmm. together right down at the end of the road, just hurting. <laughs> so that, that would be the biggest mistake. Listening to, listening to people who don't really know um, how to navigate through some of the waters that we had to go through. Right. Absolutely. So listen, Tracy, we're in that segment of a show that we call hot seat, where we ask our guests a few random topics that our listeners like to know. Uh, so the first question I was asking you, if you could turn back the, 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 the hands of time and talk to that 20 year old self, what would you say to her? I would say, girl, you got to get going with this business. What are you still waiting for? <laughs> hey, why are you worried about that job? Get that business going. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's something that, um, you know, most people seem to misunderstand about Tracy? Mm. I think people tend to misunderstand um, my quest for knowledge, right? Mm. And one's quest for knowledge doesn't mean that you agree with one side or another, right? Or that anti-something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's just I question things a lot. You know, my mother always said, hey, always ask questions. Right. Right. Question everything. It's the curiosity that builds, you know, the foresight in different things and it leads you different places. And I'm not afraid to ask. I'm not afraid to question. And sometimes my ability to question things, I think, makes people feel uncomfortable because they don't know whether I'm like anti with their pro or whether I'm right. pro with their anti. And I'm not really pro or anti any of it. Right? Mm. I'm begging the question. Right. Because if you actually have a reason for why you're doing something fantastic, but to right. do things and have a perspective just because somebody else is doing it. I'm, I'm vehemently against that. So right. I think people misunderstand my, my quest for knowledge and, and just wanting to, to dig deeper and, and find truth in whatever it is. Absolutely. That's wonderful. So listen, Tracy, before we go, how can people connect with some of the things you're doing either online or through social media? Cool. Well, the, the main thing, my, my online uh, website is tracywalkeronline.com, um, especially if there's someone that's, you know, looking to start a business and they'd like to have a conversation with me. That would be the place to go for that, tracywalkeronline.com. And then just in terms of, you know, things I'm posting and things I'm sharing and just kind of being in my, my social network world, um, Facebook uh, is Coach Tracy Walker. Uh, you can find me there. And on Instagram, it's Official Tracy Walker. So those are my my three favorite places, the website, Facebook, and Instagram. Hey, that's wonderful. Tracy, so listen, once again, thank you for, for joining us on today. And it certainly has been all my pleasure. Please come back and check on us soon. I certainly will. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We certainly hope that you enjoyed today's episode. So make sure to join our Facebook group, Out Front with Vince Noble. And don't forget to comment, rate, share, and subscribe on the Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to download your podcast. Until next time, remember, you still get to write your own life story.